Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Goal Achievers. Hey, it's Hal Elrod. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And today is a great day, right? It's the best day ever. It's one thing I work on with my kids, by the way, is at an early age, I taught them the best day ever philosophy, which is where you just decide that every day is literally the best day of your life. And it's not because of what's happening around you or happening to you, but it's what's happening inside of you. And uh, I didn't know I was going to share that, but that just is a random tangent that I thought would be interesting to open the podcast with as I'm talking to you. But uh, consider that, right? Like that best day of our philosophy that you know, just decide that every day of your life is the best day of your life. And it's an intention that you show up to everything that you do. And I once heard, I can't remember where we learned that philosophy, maybe David Wolf many years ago. He said, then when things go, you know, when you have a quote unquote bad day, you're like, hey, well, luckily this bad thing happened in the midst of the best day of my life, or it would have been a lot worse, right? So anyway, for what it is worth, there's a goal for you to consider incorporating into your world, which is to make every day the best day of your life, no matter what is going on around you. Again, it's what's going on inside of you. And today, one of the things that makes today the best day of my life that's happening around me and to me and for me is my guest today, Ryland Englehart. And Ryland and I have become friends acquaintances and getting to be friends. We're getting to kind of know each other and really just appreciate each other. I, I well, <laughs> I can't speak for him. I don't know if he appreciates me as much as I appreciate him. But uh, well, let me give you the, the official introduction. He is the mission fulfillment officer and co-owner of my favorite restaurant in the entire world by far. <laughs> no comparison, not even close. And that is Cafe Gratitude. I'll tell you, when I go to any city where there is a Cafe Gratitude located, I don't know if you know this, Ryland, but my entire world revolves around Cafe Gratitude and eating every single meal there if possible. And last month, I went down to San Diego to shoot with Pat Flynn for the Miracle Equation book, doing some promotion and interviews with Pat. And uh, <laughs> I rented an Airbnb within one block walking distance from Cafe Gratitude. Like my whole world, you don't understand. I love the restaurant that much and I've been begging Ryland. One of my goals is I told him before we started recording today is to um, get that in Austin, get a Cafe Gratitude in Austin, Texas. And then they, they have a sister restaurant, Gracias Madre as well. And we'll talk a little more about the restaurants. He's also the co-founder of Kiss the Ground, a nonprofit that educates and advocates about the connection between soil, human, and planetary health. And uh, I actually recently just was offered a position on the board, which I'm very honored to have accepted. And Ryland's also the co-creator of the award-winning transformational documentary film, May I Be Frank. He is an entrepreneur and activist using his restaurants as a platform to inspire more gratitude into our culture. And he speaks on sacred commerce, tools for building community, and regeneration. At least two out of those three are two of my favorite topics. And it is my excited pleasure to uh, have the conversation that is about to follow with you, my friend, Ryland. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for that joyful, exuberant, amazing introduction. And uh, I love, yeah, I love the best day ever philosophy. 
And uh, yeah, that's definitely one that we've incorporated and brought into our work culture. Uh, we have actually this fun uh, saying called, okay, great. <laughs> and when the world outside of us is falling apart and the toilet is overflowing and <laughs> there's you know an hour and a half for food to come out of the kitchen and there's a 40-minute wait at the host stand and you just had an allergy and someone's, you know, and you say, okay, great. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to embrace the challenges with the attitude of gratitude and the attitude of, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create greatness inside of these challenging circumstances. So we actually just came out with a hat that says, okay, great. <laughs> Cafe okay, gratitude. great. I like it. Yeah. So it's a little insider, uh, insider scoop on, uh, you know, a way that we, with uh, two short words, uh, you can create that best day energy. Uh, no matter what is happening out, outside of us. I love you. Thank you for sharing that tool to add to the introduction to the podcast today. Yeah, man. And, and for those that have never been to Cafe Gratitude, talk about what is Cafe Gratitude? And you know, your parents founded it, right, Matthew? That's right. I'd love to hear what is it like? Why did they start it? What was the intention? What was the mission? I, you know, Because I think it's fascinating. And, and I will say this before we go on. One of the topics that you speak on Sacred Commerce is based on a book that your parents wrote called sacred commerce. And in fact, let me just, I'm going to take up 30 seconds to tell you what I tell people about Cafe Gratitude. And then I'd love for you to elaborate and correct me if I'm getting this wrong. So I want to make sure you get this right. The way that I explain it is I say, look, I said, this is a restaurant where the founders, Matthew and is it Tercese? Is that how you say your mom's name? Tercese. And it's actually secret backwards. It means it's oh. secret spelled backwards. So Tercese. I can see that in my head now, but I didn't, I never made that connection. So Tercese. So Matthew and Tercese, your parents, so the way that I explain it is that most people view business as the purpose of a business is to make a profit. And if you make a profit, maybe you do good with that and you give some of the money to charity. And the way that I understood it from, and it was my memory of reading the book years ago, but is that your parents view business as a force for good, a force for transformation. And profit is a byproduct. But from what I understood it, it was that the purpose of the business is to, in my words, I would say add value to every person, every living thing, even obviously the soil, but every person, every living thing that it comes in contact with. So to make the vendors' lives better, to make the employees' lives better, to add value for the customers, for right, on and on and on. And if you do that, if you focus on adding value and serving and making things better, people's lives better, then yeah, you make a profit as well. But like that's almost an afterthought and as a result of being purpose and mission driven. So that's my kind of frame of reference to your parents' mission with Cafe Gratitude. And I'd love to hear the real story <laughs> here in your words. Absolutely. That's a beautiful summary and that all rings true. So yeah, my parents were definitely, um, you know, and, and again, my father married Tercy's, uh when I was 20 years old. So she became my stepmother. Hmm, okay. uh, um, so my biological mother uh, lives in Hawaii um, and she has actually a, a land where she has community living and she actually has something called Cafe Attitude, which is a, a Sunday night <laughs> supper club. Wow. Uh, and, and the attitude is be grateful or get out. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. That, that, that's a whole other tangent. But so, you know, basically my father and stepmother um, got married uh, about 20 years ago. And it was after the point, uh, Tercy was actually, I think, 50... 51 or 52 years old when they got married. 
Oh, uh, really? And she she had already that. she had raised uh, three kids as a single single mother, and um, had been through the pathway of addiction and kind of sexual abuse that led to that addiction, and then been kind of spiritually seeking for you know some higher purpose and exploring her relationship with God and spirituality. And my dad, on the other hand, you know, he had been a student of, you know, many, many gurus. Like I was conceived uh, in a VW van on the way to California to, they were coming to Laguna Beach to uh, sit with a teacher uh, by the name of Charlie Lutz, who was a transcendental meditation teacher uh, this is back in the you know late seventies uh, or early eighties. I was born in eighty, uh, and so th- they were you know both spiritual seekers and mm. and hippies back to the landers. My dad lived in a teepee uh, for two whole years, cooking every meal on wow. a you know on an open fire in a in a in a teepee in the Adirondacks with in the winter three to four foot of snow climbing up the, the side of the teepee. Um, but, you know, here, here, here they are, they, they, they get married and they're looking for, you know, what, what's the point? They had, my dad had already experienced quite a bit of success with a clothing business that he had built with my, with my mom um, that was called Flax. And uh, he was sitting on a little bit of a nest egg from the sale of that company. And they spent a year really asking the question, how could we, how could we, how could we contribute in the most um, impactful and profound way? Hmm. And they literally spent a year um, together after they got married, asking that question together and really contemplating if this next chapter of what we create is maybe the last, you know, working business that we create with our lives, you know, what could be the most impactful thing that we could do? And the thing that kept on coming into their hearts and their minds through meditation and through inquiry and uh, asking was gratitude. How do we have, uh, how do we build a culture of gratitude? How do we have gratitude be more present, more in, more alive and real in our lives? And clearly, you know, we've become more and more affluent, more and more consumption has taken place. But it seems like the clear indicator shows that the more you have doesn't give you a sense of more gratitude, that that is an inside job, that that's something internal, that's something that has to do with our perspective, our, our mind, where we put our attention. Uh, and so, again, they kept on getting this whisper of gratitude. And that whisper of gratitude turned into creating a board game called they, they they literally spent a year working with the artist creating a board game similar to monopoly but instead of going around and charging people to stay in hotels and uh you know riding on a railroad cost you 200 bucks um or going to jail you would you would you would look at your self-worth you would ask yourself a question what way do you diminish yourself on a daily basis, share with the other players. That would be a card that you'd pull in the game and you'd share that with the other players. And then other, the other players would share that answer. 
And so they created this beautiful, artistic, beautiful, transformative game. And they started having dinner parties at their house. They started having dinner parties at their house. And at the same time, they were, um, they had a neighbor in, in, um, we have a farm in Hawaii, an organic farm in Hawaii. And, uh, there was somebody who was very into raw vegan food and he inspired them to go raw for 30 days. And so it was the combination of them playing with being raw foodists and creating this game and creating dinner parties that then had some of their friends go, how are you going to get this game out to the world? How are you going to give it to, to humanity? And, uh, and they recommended, why don't you guys do a cafe where the theme of the cafe will be about, you know, you can kind of invite people in the, the food can be the carrot, but mm-hmm. the intention for every guest experience can be one that could be planting a seed of gratitude or shifting the conversation or shifting someone's awareness to uh, something that they already have that they've fallen asleep to that through our interaction could be awoke and become brought into the awareness, bringing a new experience, bringing a joyful experience. Uh, there's a beautiful quote that says, abundance can be simply had by consciously receiving what has already been given. Mm, beautiful. What's the name of the board game, by the way? You just reminded me that I own it and haven't played it for like 10 years. I have to find it. Uh, it's called The Abounding River. Yeah, that's right. I can picture the cover. I can picture the cover, yeah. Yeah, so again, fast forward, uh, you know, that that was really the blueprint of the the restaurant was literally a place to shift people's consciousness from where we oftentimes find ourselves in scarcity, not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. I'm too stupid. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. Whatever, whatever that, that, that version of not enough is that we oftentimes, um, play, you know, in, in the conversation of our minds and consciously forge a new pathway with, answering the question or minding our mind towards, um, what am I grateful for? Hmm. Like in this, like in this moment, uh, you know, I, I could be aware that, um, you know, I have a, I have a sore throat and I feel like, uh, you know, the, have this hacky kind of cough and I'm dealing with like a hernia in my stomach. And, you know, when I'm, uh, my attention's on that, I'm, you know, there's some stress and some, um, fear and some, uh, sense of, anxiety about it. Sounds like an uh, okay, great moment, by the way. Okay, exactly. Okay, great. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, is what, this is what I get to deal with. This is what I get to be responsible for. Um, and then, you know, and then looking at, you know, what I can consciously receive that's already been given. You know, I have a one-year-old son who just, ter- or who just turned one last Sunday. And... Happy birthday. I mean, I, happy, yeah, I, yeah. I've never felt so much love in my life. Um, and you know, that, that it, 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 it eludes me for most of the day, like forgetting that love, that joy, that fulfillment that exists in that relationship. So, um, really, yeah, the, the, the restaurant was simply designed to be an environment where we could awaken, uh, people to, being present and grateful for all that they already have been given and, and, and using our service and using our menu. And again, for those of people that haven't been there, um, you know, the whole menu is designed around positive affirmations. So, uh, to order 
the tacos, you say, I am transformed. Mm. And people, they let that in. They receive that uh, affirmation. They receive that love and that acknowledgement. And so, yeah, that, that our guests receive that, that, uh, you know, we just had all employee meetings. We call our employees advocates this morning. We spent two hours with all of our advocates translating to the front of the or the back of the house in Spanish and with a presentation all about this presence and that our words forge our life. Hmm. And what we speak will be the creation of what we experience. And when we complain, we stop and we create a cap on the momentum of the things that we're creating and in, in, in our joy. And when we're, when we're joyful and enthusiastic and passionate and excited about things, um, then that, that actually creates a momentum. And so, uh, that, you know, that this, we spent two hours, you know, going over that with our staff as well as, um, you know, I have a commitment to people having access to healthy uh, food. So we, we brought, we, we, we bought, uh, thrive market memberships. So free nice. uh, memberships for all of our staff. So they have access to healthy organic food, you know, at a, at a discounted, you know, 25 to 50% off. Um, so little plug for thrive market and our lovelace. Love you. Um, I, I, but, I'm a fan of thrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, really, really, how, how can we, how can we build a business that really is demonstrating love? Uh, demonstrating that we're in service to love and all that we do. And that is, you know, looking down the supply chain of, uh, you know, every ingredient being organic, everything down to the coriander seeds, to every tea bag, to, you know, that, that those have all been, uh, mindfully and consciously selected, um, in the most loving way, such that the planet, such that people's bodies, receive only healthy nutritious things um that you know there's love in that in the choice of every one of those ingredients and that translates into every guest dining experience even though they may not even know that they're receiving such a an amazingly curated meal as far as every ingredient goes Um, i'll tell you it is really the love and the gratitude is palpable when you go to the restaurant like you literally feel it. You feel, I mean, I think it's my favorite restaurant is I, I feel so happy, so good when I'm there. And, and it also comes through in your employees, like every person there, right? They're working at a place where the foundation of everything is love and gratitude, you know, and, and it just, it comes through in their expression. So I want to ask you about gratitude here. I want to be real yeah. for a minute. So I personally believe that the quality of our lives is in direct proportion to the amount of gratitude or the quality of gratitude that we're present to. Which means, right, at any given moment, I believe we all have the opportunity to be the happiest we've ever been, no matter what's going on around us, it's what's going on inside yeah. of us. You know, when I yeah. had my cancer, the day I was diagnosed and given a 30% chance of living, I went through the best thing that ever happened to me. I will be the most grateful I've ever been while I endured the most difficult time in my life, right? Which was my long way of saying, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, and you know, and I have a friend who, this was probably maybe six months ago. He said, uh, you know, I was talking to him and it was like, I had just landed a book deal or like I had a, I don't remember what it was, but I had to speak. There was some like exciting thing I was sharing with him. And he goes, how, man, what is this like to be living the life that you're living and, you know, having everything you could ever want kind of thing. And, you know, you, you work so hard for this. And I said, what's it like for you? And he was kind of taken aback and he said, 
what do you mean? I said, well, it's all perspective. I said, for the majority of the world, you live like a freaking rock star. You live like a king. I go, but you're not present to that, it sounds like. So you're looking at the way I'm living and going, wow, I wish I had what he had. Yeah. I go, but think about it. Where does it end? I could look at the next millionaire or billionaire and go, wow, man, I wish I was like them. They must be happy because they have every, like, you know what I mean? So it's, again, that's where it goes back to, no, 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 no. The quality of your life isn't about how much money you make or how much stuff you have. That all plays a tiny part, but it really has everything to do with how present you are to all of the things in your life that you can be grateful for. And the more present you are, whether it's through meditation or just awareness or just presence, right? The more you you go, wow, I woke up today. I have my health. I have a roof over my head. Man, if you have a car, like that, you know, that that's rich person stuff to have your, a vehicle. Most of the world doesn't have a vehicle that they drive, right? You know, so anyway, it's all perspective. So I want to hear from you two things around gratitude. How would you explain the benefits of gratitude? Like, how important it is, why it's important. Like what are the benefits of being more grateful? And then I'd love to hear, how do you suggest someone who maybe gratitude isn't a big part of their life? Maybe they weren't raised by people that talk about gratitude or it's just maybe they've had a hard life and they've gone through some really difficult times and they're a little bit jaded and they're a little bit going, yeah, grateful for what? My life sucks, right? So number one, what's the importance and the benefits of living with more gratitude, Ryland? And then how do you do that? So the importance of living with gratitude and Again, I just want to humbly say this is just my view on it and my experience on it. And the importance and what I've seen and learned over my lifetime is that my life circumstances have changed. Uh, you know, I've at times, you know, been a host making nine bucks an hour, you know, and, and answering the phone and brown bagging as my, you know, what I was doing. Um, and uh, I've also had, you know, amazing, you know, moments of meeting, you know, amazing people who are leaders in the world. And what I can say is that, and, you know, I've also had, you know, my, the economics of my, my bank, bank account and what my car looked like. They've gone up and down. Uh, and great that I can say they've, you know, they, they, they have, they have grown over the years. Uh, even though there has been some peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. But what I know is with absolute certainty, the quality and the experience of fulfillment in my life does not come from my stuff. It does not, it doesn't even come from my partnership. Yes. Yeah, in like, your marriage, my marriage, I, you yeah. know, I've been married, married eight years. Uh, it literally comes from where is my attention in this moment? And when I'm present to how extraordinary my wife is, you know, it, I am, I am so overjoyed and in love and connected and like moved. And when I'm annoyed and irritated or, feeling self-loathing or, and, and, you know, no amount of love, no amount of stuff can make that experience, uh, go away. And so what, what I know for certain is our access, my access to happiness, my access to fulfillment, my access to connection comes through the humbling act of 
surrendering to what life looks like and being grateful for what is so right now. And when we can be grateful and receive what is so right now, it opens up the spaciousness and the availability to receive the blessings that we mostly are asleep to all the time. You know, we mostly, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful uh, prayer called the Iroquois Grateful Address, hmm. which is, uh, it was given to humanity as a way to start every day or start every meeting or start every, you know, community gathering. And it basically, it's a, a survey and appreciation of every part of the living world, starting with humans and then Mother Earth, and then the water, and the soil, and the medicine plants, and the food plants, and the trees, and the birds, and the winds, and the thunders, and the rains. And, you know, basically it goes through this survey and, 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 and recognizing the, the gift that those things are to our life. And when we can wait, awaken to that every living plant is pulling carbon dioxide out of the air and giving us oxygen to breathe. When we can just wrap our heads around the blessing that that is, it, it's amazing. And, and, and it may be like I'm way out to lunch here. Like, I don't know. I can't relate to what you're talking about. I can relate. In fact, when you're, yeah. I, I'm going to, no, yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm jiving yeah. I'm with you. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. When we can, you know, Right now, I'm just like I'm just looking down at my chest, and I'm looking down that I'm wearing a shirt that was made uh, from cotton, and it was made with uh, blue indigo dye that didn't put any chemicals in any children's water. And I'm, you know, it's just like wow, I'm present to like the the amazing ability for manufacturing clothes to actually not cause harm to the to the planet, and I'm and I'm present to that I'm sitting in a parking lot in a Tesla Model 3. And um, yeah, mostly I'm not, I got a Tesla and I loved it. And people ask me, do I love it? I say, I love it. But I mostly don't, I'm not present to like, oh my God, this is such a gift that I get to drive around and I don't get to burn fossil fuels and I get to be part of a solution. So there's so many things in, you know, I'm grateful that, I get to drink. I have clean water to drink right here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty and I have clean water to drink. And I'm, and I'm so grateful that, uh, that that's available to me right now. It's available to so many people. Um, and so to wrap this up, you know, I, I've had lots of great circumstances in my life. I've had lots of great accolades and lots of great things. But the reality is where I've found fulfillment is when I've been present to all that I have been given. And it's not usually the things that I think I want to accomplish. Usually, like, you know, this podcast is called Achieving Your Goals. And while I, I'm a huge believer in committing to goals and for taking action towards those goals, my experience is when I've achieved a goal, I'm just looking for the next goal. Mm-hmm. But when I'm actually just in every day, looking around at my life and looking at uh, what already is present, nothing changed, nothing fixed, nothing added, and I can be grateful for that, 
that's where I'm actually in the most joy and the most fulfillment and the most happiness. I love it. I mean, I think that what you're talking about, what you just beautifully articulated is the real secret to happiness, right? If there's any secret, like that's it. It's love what you have. Be grateful for what you already have. And we see this with so many you know, celebrities where they maybe at, at a young age, they dream of being famous, being an you know, actor, actress, singer, whatever. And then they achieve that goal. And they thought that that was where the fulfillment that all human beings are searching for was lying in the goal or the million dollars or the car or the how or whatever, right? And then you see these same celebrities, so many of them that turn to drugs and alcohol, whether you're a celebrity or not, right? But people that think that the happiness or gratitude is somehow outside of them. Like we can, once I get the thing, then I'll feel happy. And you just, as again, beautifully articulated that, no, it's when you're present and grateful to every little thing. And I wanted to comment, you mentioned the trees that give us oxygen and so on and so forth. So I had a realization a few weeks ago that I don't have much of a relationship with nature, or at least I didn't then. It's been a few weeks, so I am me and nature are getting to know each other. But I realized I'm not in nature much. Like I'm in an air-conditioned house, going to an air-conditioned car, driving air-conditioned spots, and I don't really spend much time in nature. Unless I'm like in the pool swimming with the kids, but I'm not near the trees, so on and so forth. And so I went, I'm like, I need to get in touch with nature. And so I go in my backyard and we have this beautiful, you know, foresty backyard. Typically, there's these two ginormous trees that provide shade. They're like centered in our yard right next to our pool. They provide shade over the pool and so on and so forth. And I'm going out there and I'm just looking around at all of the nature and I'm going, man, I never visit with you guys and gals. You're living things, which means I guarantee you feel my energy, but I never appreciate you. Like you're totally in the background. I even think about you. Well, this is ending right now. And I just, I started thinking, I go, thank you for providing. I start, I was literally talking outside, like, I mean, out loud, like a crazy person, right? And uh, I go, thank you for providing oxygen for my family and shade for my family. We're probably going to be here for another 10 years. So, you know, hey, let's, we might as well get to know each other. And then I went a step further and my people listening are going to, this might be the last episode they ever listened to around <laughs> after I finish this. But uh, I go, you know what? I'm looking at the two trees in particular because those are like the most like visual fixtures of nature in our backyard. There's a lot of little plants and bushes and trees and grass, right? But these two trees. And I go, in fact, you guys deserve names. But at the same time, names, and I don't think I was saying this out loud, the part was in my head. But I go, at the same time, a name is just a label. No name can ever sum up a human being, nor can it sum up what you are as a tree with the billions of, you know, I don't know, cells that make you up. I go, so we're going to go with the most generic names possible. You are tree one and you are tree two. And then when my kids got home from school that day, I go, hey guys, come outside real quick. I go, look at this yard. I said, isn't this a beautiful yard? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> my daughter's nine, my son's six. And I said, I go, look at these two trees. And they're like, yeah, what, what are you talking about, dad? I said, these trees provide us with oxygen and shade. And I go, have you ever thanked them? And they're like, no. <laughs> I go, I go, well, hey, I just gave them names. That's tree one, that's tree two. Do you guys like those names or should we do something different? And they're like, no, those are good names. I said, don't you think we should appreciate them for the value they add to our lives? They're like, yeah. I go, let's start talking, you know, we're having a relationship. And then the very next day, we went to my one of my team members at her mother-in-law's house for a little, like, it was, oh, it was her birthday. And we walk up and she's got this big tree in the front yard and Rylan, it had a tree face on it. Do you know what that is? Yeah. I can imagine some knots or something on the tree that looked like a face. Is that well, what no, you're saying? Actually, so that would be a, a natural tree face, but it's actually, you actually purchase it on Amazon or Home Depot. I got mine on Amazon. 
but it's made of ceramic, right? And it's two eyes and a mouth and there's all different kinds. So they have different personalities, right? There's like a guy with like a big mustache and there's all these different trees. So I go, kids, should we get faces for tree one and tree two? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I ordered these two faces and we put them on tree one and tree two, which makes them even more real a little, right? But anyway, but I know I'm going in depth on this, but the point is when I walk into my backyard before, I used to be numb, right? There was no joy. There was no gratitude. There was even no awareness that there was anything really back there. I knew it was there, but there was no awareness. And now because I shifted my level of conscious awareness and I did it, it was, I made a choice, right? It wasn't accidental. And I made a conscious decision to be extremely grateful for every living plant and, you know, everything in my backyard. And now every time I walk into my backyard and I I say, what's up to tree one and tree two, usually it's not out loud, but sometimes I do, it's whatever. But the quality of my life is radically enhanced because I simply chose to be present to the gratitude for the nature that has been around me the entire time, right? It's been, we've lived here for over a year. It's been there the entire time. And for you, if you're listening, thinking, listening to everything Ryland has shared with you, what are the things in your life that they've been there for who knows how long, but maybe you're not fully present to how blessed or lucky or whatever word you want to use, how grateful you are or could be. And I dare to say should be for those things. Go ahead, Ryland. Yeah. What contribution are those things to your life? Hmm. Like what contribute every time we drink water, there's a contribution of hydration. There's a contribution of balancing. There's a contribution of moving, you know, toxins out of our body and things, you know, eliminating things. You know, every time we eat, you know, it sounds so basic and so simple, but do we, do we take a moment to just appreciate the life of those plants or those animals or those farmers or you know, or those chefs that prepared this food that literally is the substance of your life, that the, the, the missing of that would actually have life not exist. And that we could actually, with sincerity, recognize the contribution that that is to our lives. And I, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm inspired by this conversation because you know, it's very heavy on my heart how human beings are in relationship to the world, to the living planet, to Mother Earth, to nature. We have completely commoditized and turned Mother Nature, the living system that provides us everything, we've turned it into dormant matter that it's for our disposal to chop up, cut up, manipulate, form into stuff to sell, and then giving back to nature something that nature can't even process because it's been so synthesized and you know added uh, such chemical constituents that nature can't actually take it back. Wow. And I, I think that you know the, the profoundness of you saying and recognizing those tree as kin and those tree as we relate to other people because those are, you know, we are of the, the human race. So people are our kin, are the things that we see. But when we, when we create 
uh, a context for a river or a tree to have a human s to have a spirit, a living spirit that we relate to uh, as has energy and has 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 the ability to be connected to, we then create a new relationship with it, which then has us want to care for it more. Perfect example, right? We, many people who have cats or dogs, they love their animals. They have a relationship to yeah. those animals. And because they have that kind of relationship to those animals, they would never consider putting those animals on their plates. Yeah. But a relationship to an animal that they don't have any relationship to, or even just chickens in general, like they're, they, I don't have a relationship of appreciation. And again, I, I'm not even advocating that, you know, killing an animal for the sustenance of life is a bad thing. I'm actually not saying that. I think that that actually is the law of the, the universe, even though I have vegan restaurants and I'm a total advocate of plant-based eating and plant-rich diets, you know, I get that in the architecture of life, you know, there is death creates life. There is the consumption of something, the energy of something dies, becoming transformed into the energy of something to live. And it's always been that way. It's, It's been that in every layer of the living system, you know, into the animal kingdom, into the human kingdom. Um, and that is, that is what's happening. And, you know, there's a, a beautiful distinction to bring into the, the, the presence of gratitude, which is there's a Wendell Berry quote, which says, every day we must break the body and spill the blood of creation. If we do it knowingly, reverently, and carefully, it is a sacrament. And if we do it with greed, gluttony, and carelessness, it is a desecration. Mm. And again, back to, you know, this aspect of, you know, yes, we can cut a tree down, but uh, are we doing it with uh, a reverence for what that will actually provide for our lives and for, you know, our communities or for, you know, uh, the communities of the, the, the business that we, our, our product is, is distributed to? And are we doing it in a way that recognize if I, if I take something away, am I adding value somewhere else that, uh, so that I can actually support a, a system of health for generations or future timelines to come? You know, in, in the beautiful way that, you know, indigenous cultures say that, you know, every, uh, action, you know, we, in every action that we take today, we're considering or thinking about seven generations in the future. And that, you know, we're not the today is borrowed. You know, what were our actions that we're taking today are, you know, can't actually remember how that was stated, but (laughs) got most of it. That was pretty good. Yeah. Got, got most of it. Anyway. (laughs) Um, but yeah, gratitude really, um, you know, I can't remember what you, what you said, but it is the, you know, the secret ingredient to life. You know, you said something about a lot of people get a lot of their goals and, you know, don't find themselves happy. It was interesting. Sure. I was just in the restaurant the other day and, uh, you know, lots of celebrities come into the restaurant and, you yeah. know, some are, some, some I've been fans of and some I don't necessarily know about, but there was, uh, one of my favorite, favorite musicians of all time came in. Um, and, you know, and I, I sat down and talked with him and, you know, I just so admire his work over the last 20 years. And, you know, he, he, he authentically shared to me that he was, 
you know, he, he was going through a tough moment in his life and actually he was questioning what the point of life was and that he was, you know, he was in gratitude at, and in California as a place to heal and to feel, uh, the gentleness of life because he, he kind of had lost his way and he was re finding his way. And, you know, he was so grateful for cafe gratitude because it just brought him back to the simple, uh, premise of, you know, looking at, uh, you know, what, what he did have in, 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 in the minds, you know, the Buddhists say that we, you know, that we have a hungry ghost in our mind that just is consuming more and more and more and not just in physical things, but in ideas and grandiosity about ourselves, um, that we can just be, you know, create bigger and bigger traps for ourselves to, uh, fall short to, uh, or we can, you know, moment by moment, uh, interaction by interaction, really recognize what we already have, what we've been given, uh, what is so right now that we can be fulfilled by and have that inform the next action, that inform the next goal, the next commitment, the next place that we want to contribute. And uh, I know we went quite on a tangent around that, but um, I know there was a second question, which was, uh, what was the second question? The second question was, and I'll give a tip on this and then have you answer, but what do you recommend for people to amplify the amount of gratitude they have in their life? And for me, you know, it's as simple as every day I journal what I'm grateful for during my miracle morning practice. And I personally use the five minute journal app. You can also get a five minute journal, you know, physical hardcover journal, but I like the app because you can put a picture each day, upload a picture. So every day, the app simply says, I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. And there's room to jot down three things that you're grateful for. And as I said earlier, the quality of our lives, I believe, is really directly in proportion to the quality of or the amount of gratitude that we are present to. And to be present to it, you've got to simply acknowledge it. When you acknowledge it in writing, right, you're even you're activating different neural pathways in your brain to actually write it. And then also it gives you the benefit of one of my favorite things to do. And I do it, you know, once a month, usually on average, is just flip back through my five-minute journal app and review hundreds of entries of what I was grateful for that day. And I get to kind of relive my life over again, if you will. So any other practice other than gratitude journaling or going to Cafe Gratitude to amplify the gratitude in our lives? Yeah. Everywhere you go and every person you meet, see what you can acknowledge them for. Mm, Yes. When I'm feeling low about myself or like I'm grasping for something and I want more and I'm feeling, you know, lost in a moment. I ground oftentimes by coming into interaction with someone and being present with them, looking at how I can contribute to them and acknowledging them wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart and really allow myself to be moved by what they provide for me, what they provide for others, what service they bring, you know, what, what, what qualities of curiosity, strength, courage, kindness, uh, exuberance, uh, hard work, uh, dedication, discipline. And when I, when I acknowledge people, um, I feel, I feel rich. I feel full. I feel I've received the acknowledgement when I give acknowledgement. There's this kind of song, kind of poem opening line that I haven't gotten to writing the song or writing the poem, but it said, all that I have 
is all that I have to give. Mm. And it's kind of a whisper from spirit as a way to be fulfilled and to live a joyful, happy, uh, meaningful life. And, you know, the, when, when we're acknowledging, we're praising, we're, we're appreciating people. There's a, you know, distinction we talk about in our company culture, which, you know, like a piece of our real estate or a house appreciates over time. It gains value when we acknowledge and appreciate people. They raise, it raises their self-worth. It raises their confidence, but it also raises ours. We actually get to live in the feedback loop of, um, that, you know, there's almost nothing that's more fulfilling in my life than giving generously with, with when there's literally no ulterior motive. There's just, I want you to experience love. I yeah. want you to experience joy. I want you to experience being fulfilled and giving to another, whether it's a word or a gift or an act of service. When you're doing that, we, I feel the most high, the most fulfilled, the most um, on purpose, the most in fulfillment of my goals. You know, I, I recently got this whisper, you know, in, in, a, in a meditation experience of stop trying to be somebody and be love. Hmm. Stop trying to be somebody, somebody, yeah. some physical body doing something. Yeah. And be love. And I, I so get it. Like when I am the most fulfilled, when I feel, uh, like I could go because I'm fulfilling my purpose is when I'm being present with people, contributing to them, listening to them, acknowledging them, seeing their greatness and, and communicating that forth. That's beautiful, man. I couldn't agree more. Simply, and for anyone listening, you know, I think the easiest way to do that is just when you're at a restaurant or you're getting on an airplane, just look at the person, look at their name tag, find their name, right? And thank them. Whenever I get on an airplane, I, every single time, I always look at the name tag of the flight attendant when I walk on and, and I look her right in the eye like you. Remy Riley, you're the best at this, man. Like when I walk into Cafe Gratitude, you make me feel like a, you know, a million bucks. And, uh, and I try to pay that forward. And when I go onto a plane, I just say, Hey, Mary, thank you so much for taking care of us today. And Ryland, as you might imagine, I'd say nine out of 10 flight attendants are like looking around going like, what? <laughs> no one says that, right? Like nobody acknowledges me, right? It's just such a primitive human need to be acknowledged. You know, and I think that for whatever reason, people take those that are providing service for us. It's like the opposite of rather than being grateful and acknowledging them, we're like, I know you work here. You're supposed to take care of me. You're supposed to wait on me. You're supposed, right? It's like, no. It's not supposed to. It's like, how about the acknowledgement of that? And you said it's a win-win. They feel great and you feel great and fulfilled as well. Let's, uh, I want to wrap up by asking you about what, you know, and I'm guessing it's kind of kiss the ground, your charity, but what's your big goal, your mission moving forward and how can people listening learn more or get involved? Amazing. Yeah. So the thing that I'm most lit up about is changing. <laughs> this is a big foolish project, mm -hmm. uh, which is, changing or transforming the paradigm of existence on planet earth to a relationship that human beings have a regenerative relationship with the living world hmm. so that the mission of my organization and the goal is that humanity is living regeneratively in relationship to 
nature and in relationship to uh, the living world. So you're on and, a mission to save the planet. No big deal. Yeah. And, and again, <laughs> I know that that can sound very kind of pious, you know, like high and mighty and I'm you know here to save the planet. But really, you know, the thing that lights me up the most is that when we think about what are we doing here on planet Earth? What are we here for? And what is our responsibility to the earth? And what is, what's our responsibility and what is our relationship of reciprocity with the natural world that gives us everything, gives us the condition, the environment for life? And I wish I was just here like, yeah, I'm just trying to get people to stop using plastic straws. Yeah. You know, like I, I know that that's a token win for a much bigger conversation and a much bigger commitment, which is I want human beings to, to know themselves as an integral, important part of this living world. And that we're not just important for each other. We're important for the whole biosphere. We're important for the microorganisms in the soil for the hummingbirds, for the trees, for the atmosphere, for the rain. You know, that my biggest commitment in my lifetime is that human beings, we have a shift in consciousness and a relationship to interbeing and interconnection. And that we are actively shaping and designing our lives, our businesses, our, the architectural of our civilization around how do we have a relationship of reciprocity with the living world? And how can we actually have nature be even more abundant, more alive based on our participation? So the mission of our organization is to inspire participation in global regeneration, starting with soil. I'm on board. You know that. Yeah, I've got your yeah, back. Yeah. I love what you're doing. And for people to learn more, to donate, to support the cause, so kisstheground.com? Yeah, absolutely. So kisstheground.com is the best resource center for how to get involved in being part of the regeneration movement, which really, you know, we at this moment in time, sustainability is the wrong goal because to sustain a living planet that's in decline and with a lot of living systems that are, you know, some say that we're heading into the sixth great extinction. We need to actually participate in the regeneration of our living world. And so kisstheground.com, at kisstheground, Instagram, but we have uh, an advocacy training if you want to become an advocate for soil and regenerative agriculture as a solution to, you know, the regeneration of our planet and healing our food system. Uh, we have trained a thousand people uh, over the last eight months, uh, we have a, a soil story curriculum for sixth grade students. So if you work in schools, we'd love to give you a free curriculum that you can bring into your schools. That's amazing. We also have a farmland scholarship program where we pay for farmers to be able to transition to regenerative uh, practices of agriculture. Um, so that's, a, that's a, something you can apply for on the website. And then we also create really inspiring transformational media that shows this paradigm shifting uh, way that humans and animals and agriculture can not only sustain life on planet Earth, but how can we regenerate it and heal the damage that we've done? 
Awesome. Rylan, well, again, thank you for the work that you're doing. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. Hal, I just want to acknowledge you for the exuberance and the joy and the radical authenticity and the just that you've thrown yourself into life, playing full out, banking on gratitude, banking on being uh, the source of your own experience and that you continue to uh, be, uh, you continue to experience the benefit of that and sharing that value with other people and how many people you've made a difference in their lives. I just want to just, you know, praise and sing. And personally, I walked into the restaurant one day, saw you there. Uh, I told you about Kiss the Ground. You said, I have $5,000 I want to give you uh, for your program. And within 30 seconds, you just, uh, you know, <laughs> just expressed, you expressed generosity knowing that you can't outgive the abundance of your lives. And when you, when you, on faith, you just give um, and you are willing to receive, you know, I just see that you're such a role model of going banking and double downing on faith and generosity and kindness. And that faith and generosity and kindness and abundance has, you know, come back to your life. And I just want to acknowledge that extraordinary example that you are in the world for so many people. So thank you. You're welcome. And I received that. And thank you. That may have been one of the most well-articulated acknowledgements I have ever received, dude. So you are, <laughs> you mentioned that you do it earlier and you walk your talk, brother. So I appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. Really grateful for our conversation today. And uh, for everybody listening, goal achievers, I hope you got as much value and gratitude. Value in the form of gratitude as I did out of today's yeah. conversation with Rylan. Yeah. And I'll just end with, yeah, my goal is to live a grateful life every day. And my goal is to uh, create environments and content and communication that awakens and inspires more gratitude in the in the world and with with humanity. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you. And goal achievers, I hope you will take that spirit of gratitude that Ryland lives his life with and I aspire to live my life with and that you will integrate more gratitude into your life and realize that you already have everything that you need to be the most fulfilled and the happiest that you could ever be. It's a matter of what you focus on and what you experience for yourself. So I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you next week. Everybody take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.